shall we begin? Let the games begin. All right, all right, all right. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Get to the chopper! This is going to be quite a ride. <laughs> and welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. I am your host, Christian. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast this week. It is going to be quite a podcast because it was a very, very busy week this week. So, uh, hello everybody. This is Movie Pit Podcast where we talk about all of the big breaking movie news items of the week. We will usually talk about the movie trailers that came out this week. That is not the case. Uh, there has been some trailers, a couple trailers that came out this week. Uh, I will link all of those down below in the description slash show notes area. I really don't have too much to say about them. Uh, one of them is for New Man Land, which is getting a lot of, uh, and will be getting a lot of more um, award show love. So you want to go check that out. Uh, stars Francis McDormand. Uh, that's in there. We'll talk about the director of No Man Land coming up in a little bit. There were some other trailers that came out this week as well. But like I mentioned, I didn't have too much to say about them. Uh, of course, all the Super Bowl trailers that came out this week. Um, pretty much all of what we've kind of seen already, uh, with the exception of M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Old. Uh, which, it, again, 30 seconds, not enough, but also enough to get us intrigued. So I'll put all of those down below if you want to go check those out as well. But uh, for the most part, this will be a pure uh, movie news episode because we have a lot to get to. And if you remember last week, I uploaded the podcast pretty early because I had stuff to do. Uh, so we'll be talking about a couple news items that dropped uh, after I dropped the podcast uh, last week. So let's get to it. Because like I mentioned, we have a lot to get to. So we're going to start with the news items that came out after the podcast went up last week. The first one being the new Resident Evil reboot, uh, which will be an origin story set in 1998. Has a release date of September 3rd, 2021. So it will be coming out this year uh, on September 3rd. The idea is to kick off a new series uh, with the first movie being directed by Johannes Roberts, who directed the movie 47 Meters Down, which is the, the, the shark movie. Um, Robert said that he does want the movies, at least his movie, this first movie, to go back to the horror roots, uh, especially from the first two games, to, quote, recreate the terrifying vis uh, visceral experience. So that should probably be welcome, a uh, welcome quote from uh, from him to a lot of fans, because you know, I know a lot of fans were very, um, let's just say very expressive of how they felt with the, uh, the past Resident Evil movies. Uh, the cast will include, uh, Car I always mispronounce her last name, and I apologize for this, uh, Kaya Scorladiniero, nope, nope, that's not, no, that's not even close, Scoladario. Um, she was in the movie Crawl, she was also uh, in the uh, Maze Runner movies, she will be playing Claire Redfield, Robbie Amell from the Babysitter movies, the ones on Netflix, will be playing Chris Redfield, Avon Jovia from Zombieland Double Tap, he was also in a couple of, um, of TV shows, some of them on, um, one of them was on Freeform, I forgot what it was called already, I didn't mark it down, uh, but he will be playing Leon S. Kennedy, Hannah John Kamen, uh, she played Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp, she was also in a very good show that I'm ashamed got canceled, uh, called Killjoys, that was on the Sci-Fi Network, if you want to go check that out, she will be playing Joe Valentine, uh, Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy will be playing Albert Wesker, Neil McDowell, who is pretty much a villain in any, everything he's in, We'll be playing uh, William Birkin. Uh, so those are the kind of the main cast members. We also have Don Logo in the movie. He'll be playing 
uh, Chief Irons, uh, assuming uh, assumingly the chief of police for uh, Claire and um, and Jill and everyone else. But uh, we don't know who. There are other people involved in the movie. We don't know who they're playing. Uh, Lily Gao's in there. Chad Roke is also in there. They've had small bit parts and, and a few things. You may not recognize their faces because they're usually in the background. But uh, they're also involved in the project. But uh, yeah, this is... I I remember when the when it was announced that there was going to be a Resident Evil reboot. I know a lot of people were happy and there were, a lot of people were hoping that it would go back to its horror to its horror roots, and that seems to be the case. And this cast is pretty impressive. Um, you know, I I think um, Scaladario in Crawl was pretty was pretty great. It was pretty much her show, and she carried it very very well. I only know her for that. And for the Maze Runner movies. And, you know, the Maze Runner movies wasn't really her show. It was more uh, Dylan O'Brien's show. But she did really good in that. So I, 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 I that's pretty cool. Robbie Amell. I haven't seen a lot of Robbie Amell. I, I, in the Babysitter movies, he's hamming it up. And he seems to be having a lot of fun with it. The only other thing I've seen him in is uh, the small roles he had in the Flash TV show. Uh, so there was that. Uh, that's pretty much all I've really seen him in. Evan Jovia. I've seen him in Zombieland. I've seen him in a few things here and there playing bit parts. But, uh... Uh, and uh, Hannah Jo Kamen uh, from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Again, she was in Killjoys. She was in, a, uh, I think, like one or two episodes of uh, Black Mirror, which she was really good in as well. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. I it, It's it's in my queue. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's in my queue. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I am going to watch it. Uh, but Tom Hopper does have the look of an Albert Wesker, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and Neil McDowell is always playing, again, always playing a bad guy. I, I don't know how they're... Uh, portray william birkin in this one but if they go by the games then kind of probably expect where where that where that to go but this is a pretty solid cast especially for a movie that they were that they had surprisingly shot and it's already done they've already finished production so that's really really cool that they were able to do that so um i'm looking forward to this i really am um i always had a uh, some love for the resident evil games and i can't wait and the first couple movies, you know, everything after that is kind of just dumb, dumb fun, real dumb fun. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens with this. All right, moving on. Uh, Chloe Zhao, the director of No Man Land, like I just mentioned earlier, said we'll talk about her, will write and direct a new Dracula movie for Universal that will have an original futuristic sci-fi western twist. Per reports, the character will be either living on or feasting on the fringes of society. Uh, this will be different from the Blumhouse-produced Dracula movie that has uh, Karen Kuwasama directing and writing. Uh, so this will be different from what their Blumhouse is doing and Universal is doing. So they're putting on two different Dracula movies, which I find very interesting and in them doing, but okay uh zal was recently nominated for the golden globes uh for her new film no man like I, like i mentioned uh she's also uh she had also directed marvel's eternals which is coming out in november this year maybe who knows because <laughs> of rona uh so that's pretty cool uh, I, I find that kind of interesting you know it's you know you don't have you, you there's no reason why we can't have more than one drag in the movie but i do find it interesting that universal is releasing their version and then they're also helping release blumhouse's version which is uh, probably will get confusing for people who don't follow the movie news cycle like you know you and maybe you know for me especially maybe even for you if you're listening to this podcast uh fyi by the way this year marks the 90th anniversary of universal's original dracula movie with bella lugosi i did not know that uh so that's pretty cool so uh, no wonder they're making more than one uh dracula movie so there you go all right 
So those are news items that came out after the podcast came out last week. Let's move on to this week's movie news items. We're going to have some more quickfire movie news items. Again, if you're new to the podcast or if you forgot what quickfire is, because I haven't done it in a while. I did do it last week, I think. Um, Quickfire is usually uh, movie news items that are pretty self-explanatory. don't have too much to say about them, but I want to take, you know, I want to note them because it's usually people, the people that are involved in these projects are people I'm a huge fan of, and I think maybe you guys will be interested in them. So the first quickfire movie news item is Kathy Yan, the director of Birds of Prey, has been hired to write and direct an adaptation of the short story The Freshening by Rachel Kong. I, Hong? I, I think it's Hong. Um, the story itself is set in a futuristic America where citizens take a drug to cure racism and sexism. That is... Uh, if only that... If only... If only it were that easy. Uh, unfortunately, it is not. So we have to guess do that uh, it's called the freshening no word yet one production will start but there you go octavia spencer is in talks to join will ferrell and ryan reynolds in spirited apple's new take on a christmas carol that will reimagine the charles dickens tale as a musical sean enders and john morris who directed daddy's home will write and direct the movie which will also see reynolds playing ebenezer scrooge uh, ebenezer scrooge like lead not actually ebenezer scrooge but just someone who is very much like him who is visited by the ghosts of christmas past present and future Farrell is expected to play the ghost of christmas present while spencer um is if she signs anyway octavia spencer if she signs will play reynolds's good-natured co-worker who helps uh them teach uh the kindness during the holiday season uh from the reports it sounds like apple beat out netflix paramount and warner brothers so there is that uh so that's that's kind of cool uh oh you know the christmas carol always always gets reimagined gets thrown around so i'm i'm okay with that uh, and the cast seems pretty cool. I mean, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, not who I would expect to be involved in a movie like this, but hey, why not? Uh, J.K. Simmons and Nina Arianda. Uh, Nina Arianda, by the way, from uh, Midnight in Paris. She's on the show uh, Billions on Showtime. She was also in Prime Video's Goliath. Uh, I think maybe some most people will probably know her as the assistant that was in the movie Richard Jewell. Who, she plays uh, Sam Rockwell's assistant, in case you need a face the name she is a negotiation so they're both in negotiations jk simmons and nina arianda uh, are in negotiations to join nicole kidman and javier bardem and aaron sorkin's drama being in the ricardos the film will center on the tv icons lucille ball and desi arnaz and follows them on set during a production week of i love lucy where ball and arnaz face challenges on two fronts one crisis that could end their careers and the other that could end their marriage simmons will play william fairly the actor that played fred mertz while arianda will play vivian vance who played ethel hertz of course the neighbors on the show and sorkin has been working on this project for a long time um at one point he had kate uh kate blanchett attached to star as lucille ball but he, they went with nicole kidman at that point and the movie will have the arnez children involved in some capacity as producers so uh it's a family affair they're not you know taking anything for granted on that so there you go uh moving on Netflix has gotten the rights to develop the animated feature, uh, an animated feature film on the books called Redwall. If anyone is familiar with the Redwall books, they're getting an animated feature. Uh, the plan is to um, the plan is to do an adaptation of the books, but also do an event series based on the character 
Martin the Warrior, which if you remember the Red Wall books, that character should stand out. Uh, the book series chronicles the adventures of heroic animals that inhabit the forest haven of Redwall Abbey. The series sold over 30 million copies and has been translated into 20 different languages. The movie does have a writer in Patrick Mahal, who helped Guillermo del Toro write his version of Pinocchio. Uh, I have never read the Red Wall books. Um, I didn't even know that they existed. To be honest with you, I saw like covers of the books and I was like, I don't remember reading these. Maybe I did. Maybe I just forgotten. But uh, I know a few friends who read these books and they are more than excited for uh, for these. So I might have to go search them out just to see if either to refresh my mind or to read them in general. The, the illustrations look great. I'm not, not going to lie. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and finally, the last quick fire movie news item is Paramount Pictures has revealed the title for their sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. It is titled sonic the hedgehog 2 <laughs> it's not anything big uh on top of that they also gave us a release date which is the big part uh at least a very early release date because you know rona uh the sequel will come out on april 8th 2022 so two years from now which is like no one year from now we're, we're already in 2021 oh man <laughs> being stuck inside guys it's 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 not cool uh on top of that if you saw the announcement the animation paramount released uh the two in the title is a very clear indication that tails will be in the sequel other than that we don't know anything else about the sequel or if anyone from the first movie will come back at least human characters like james martin tinka Sum uh tinka sumter or jim carrey who played dr robotnik uh there are rumors <laughs> I don't know where these rumors came from. I just saw it on Twitter. Uh, there is a rumor that Jason Momoa has been offered the role of Knuckles. We don't even know if Knuckles is in the movie, uh, but apparently that rumor exists if you want to take that rumor if you want. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there you go. Uh, there is that. Uh, so Paramount Pictures, Son uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will come out again on April 8th, 2022. Uh, I enjoyed the first one. It, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't necessarily aimed for me but uh I, I did enjoy the movie for what it was uh so i'm i'm down for seeing a sequel if they want to bring that in you know they're expanding the world with tales and stuff and maybe knuckles voiced by jason momoa but well we'll see uh with that but i yeah i, I enjoy the first one for what it was I, I you know i'm not gonna sit here and bash it so all right that's all quick fire let's move on to the big movie news items of the week uh, so the big movie news items of the week, we'll start off with Amazon has finally given the Michael B. Jordan-led Without Remorse adaptation a release date after picking it up from Paramount last year. The release is on April 30th on Prime Video. The adaptation comes from, top, uh, from the Tom Clancy novels, and we also got a synopsis that reads like this. Quote, when a squad of Russian soldiers kill his family in retaliation for his role in a top-secret op, Senior Chief John Kelly, played by Michael B. Jordan, pursues the assassins at all costs, joining forces with a fellow SEAL, played by Jody Turner-Smith, and a shadowy S uh, CIA agent, played by Jamie Bell. Kelly's mission unwittingly exposes a covert plot that threatens to engulf the U.S. and Russia in an all-out war. Torn between personal honor and loyalty to his country, Kelly must fight his enemies without remorse. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, uh, without remorse, if he hopes to avert disaster and reveal the powerful figure, powerful figures behind the conspiracy. Also, co-starring in the movie is Guy Pierce. We don't know who he's playing, but maybe he's playing the bad guy. Maybe he's playing the CI director. Who knows? But he's in the movie as well. The script is written by Will Staples and Taylor Sheridan. Taylor, uh, Sheridan. Of course, uh, wrote uh, Sicario and Hell or High Water. And speaking of Sicario, the director of the movie is Stefano Soloma, who directed the uh, sequel to Sicario, Sicario Day of the Soldado. So uh, there you go. Of course, the first 
promo of anything we got for Without Remorse was that Super Bowl commercial uh, about the Alexa with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, so there was that. But we finally have a poster. We have a release date. And we have a synopsis. Uh, I'm expecting if it's coming out on April 30th, we're going to get a trailer soon. So uh, I'm down for that. This, that's, this, I've been waiting for this for a little bit. So I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, what's going to happen here. So from good news to some bad news. Um, or some, you know, news that wasn't that that we kind of knew was coming, but the fact that it still came is is a little is a little disheartening. Uh, Disney has shut down Blue Sky Studios, the animation studio behind films like Ice, the, like the Ice Age franchise. Uh, the studio was owned by 20th Century Fox until, of course, the Fox Disney merger uh, back in 2019. Even putting Disney Animation Studios president Andrew Milstein into the studio of Blue Sky Studios. Uh, we don't we know what's gonna happen there, but they did that, so we assumed that maybe they were gonna keep. It. But uh, of course, that's not the case. A spokesperson for the studio did make a statement saying this: "Given the current economic realities, after much consideration and evaluation, we have made the difficult decision to close filmmaking operations at Blue Sky Studios." End quote. Again, this shouldn't come as a total surprise. Disney already has Disney Animation and Pixar, two of the biggest animation studios in Hollywood. Granted, Disney now owns, you know, you know, granted Disney owns a lot, but still it, it's it was still uh, kind of a shock to kind of see this news. But again, not too surprising. Uh, Blue Sky did have uh, an animation did have other animation hits like Rio. They they made two movies of the Rio uh, Ferdinand, which was very, very good. I think I don't, I don't think enough people saw that uh, the Peanuts movie, which I did kind of enjoy uh, after the acquisition from uh, from Disney. Uh, they released a movie called the the spies in the skies movie the one with uh, tom holland and will smith voicing uh but of course no doubt ice age was their most valuable property uh if you want to talk about how new line was the house that freddie built i think it's fair to say that you know ice age was the house that blue sky built because that that's that was their big thing i mean that was that was you know we had like what there was like five ice age movies and like a bunch of tv specials so it's it's kind of a shame and it it does put into question you know they had they had a graphic novel adaptation in the works uh blue sky studios did uh so either they're gonna find a new studio for that or they're just gonna they already ceased production because obviously they shut down their operations but we don't know what's gonna happen with that but this is kind of a shame again not totally surprising because again they had pixar and walt disney animation again two of the biggest animation houses out there um but uh yeah it sucks it 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 does suck for for them because i think it was i think they had like over 400 people working there or something like that it was very high number uh from what i read i didn't put in in my outline unfortunately but had a very high number and it sucks and and that's that's a shame but um hopefully all those people get you know find jobs quick because you know there's always a bunch of animated movies out there uh, waiting to get made all right, uh, moving on. No easy transition from people losing their jobs and, and that, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of news on this next project that we're going to talk about, which is Marvel's Blade with uh, Mahershala Ali attached. Of course, he was uh, attached at uh, San Diego Comic-Con a few years ago because um, there was no Comic-Con this year. I mean, there was a, com- there was a quote-unquote Comic-Con this year, but come on, come on. Um, but uh, that, nothing has been announced about the project since it was uh, initially announced at San Diego Comic-Con. That all changed this week because the Hollywood Reporter uh, noted that the movie now has a title in Blade, the Vampire Slayer, and has a screenwriter in someone whose name I am going to butcher. Uh, Stacy Osi Kofer, I think that's how you pronounce her name. 
maybe. I'll just, I'll, we'll just go with that. Uh, Olsi Kofer is an award-winning playwright and screenwriter whose credits include the comedy Pen, uh, Pen 15. Uh, I think that's on Hulu if you want to go check that out. Uh, and HBO's much acclaimed Watchmen. So Blade finally has a movie. Uh, apparently there was a very long search for a writer and one that included Ali. Uh, so they involved him in the writing process to find, uh, or in the process of finding a writer and they finally got one and this is really really cool so uh stacy Os- uh, Colfer again I'm, I'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right she is the first black woman to write a marvel movie and in fact the report notes that marvel was looking for a black writer uh in general they weren't gonna look they weren't gonna hire a white writer they wanted a black writer on the movie and it just turns out they just found a black woman writer which is very very cool uh the search for a director is still ongoing uh, we don't obviously know what angle they're going to take with the movie since they just found a writer but this is a very huge step forward both in uh the writing front both in the project front uh this is just really really cool all the way around so uh and we'll see we'll see what happens with that moving on to another comic book news a report came out this week uh we'll talk about rumors we're talking about the jason momoa rumor we might as well talk about this rumor uh this rumor came from illuminerity which take it as you will not the most trusted source out there i think they were the ones that also broke the jason momoa rumor that came out but we're gonna talk about anyway because a few outlets did pick it up um sony pictures has reportedly offered the role of craven the hunter to keanu reeves which i find very surprising now again we should just take this as a very very huge rumor and as a massive grain of salt because sony has not come out and talked about this at all at least at the time of this recording um because other than the initial announcement that we got that we were getting a craven spinoff uh we got an announcement that jc uh chandor was going to be directing uh chandor directed a most violent year and netflix's triple frontier if you need movies if you need if you want to go research him and watch his movies uh we haven't heard much about the project at all um so uh, on top of the Reeves news, on top of that report, it also says that the movie is being described as a mashup between Logan and Man on Fire, which is the movie with Denzel Washington. Uh, look, I, like everyone else, love Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu Reeves is awesome. I think he is uh, a treasure that we need to protect as much as possible. However, <laughs> again, I love him. And if, he, and if he does it, if he accepts it, then great. I'm sure he'll knock it out of the park. I don't see him as Craven. Um, Craven, by the way, in case no one knows who he is, uh, Craven is a big game hunter. That's, that's, that's who he is. And depending on what kind of stories you, you take from the comics, he either took something or there's something about him that is just freakish, freakishly, supernaturally strong. Um, but he, he's not like Dr. Octopus who has, you know, the metal arms. He's not like the lizard. He's not like, you know, Vulture who, you know, depending on, again, what version of Vulture you, you decide to to take it to account he's just a big game hunter who wants to hunt spider-man because he thinks that spider-man is the ultimate prey and game for him to take down and capture um so that that's kind of who craven is uh and there's a lot more to 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 craven as, as well again depending on what you read uh from the comics but um again i don't see keanu reeves taking that role i mean in in some regard uh, again, if he takes it, I'm sure he'll knock it out of the park. But I just don't. I just don't see. It. I'm not one of those people who's usually like, you know, like, oh, they, you should hire this actor. And if you don't hire this actor, then you know, it's you know, the whole the pro the whole project's gonna fail. Like you're just asking for failure. Like no, I'm not. I'm not that person. I'm not that guy. I I want the best possible 
actor to take a role, even if he looks nothing like the character uh, or, you know, or she looks nothing like the character. As long as they're a good actress, a good actor, I don't care. You know, I don't care that they don't look like their comic book counterpart um, or, you know, book counterpart. You know, as long as they, you know, do the role justice and as long as they're great in it, that's all I care about. But as much as I like Keanu Reeves, he's not the person that I think of when I think of Craven. And again, all of this could be for nothing because it it cannot even be real, but it couldn't be real. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll obviously see what happens. But I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I felt like if I didn't bring it up... (laughs) then I wouldn't be doing my job. So my, my fake job, because I don't get paid for this. Uh, moving on. Visual effects and animation studio Animal Logic confirmed they are working on an animated musical adaptation of Toto, the dog go, the doggone amazing story of the Wizard of Oz for Warner Brothers. The children's book by Michael, uh, oh, I mispronounced the last name too, uh, Morpongo, Morpongo uh, and illustrator Emma Chichester Clark follows the adventures of, well, Toto, uh, Dorothy's dog from The Wizard of Oz. The animation studio Animal Logic has worked with Warner Brothers in the past. Uh, they did all their Lego movies for them. Uh, they also worked on movies like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Alien Covenant, Captain Marvel, just to name uh, just to name a few. Uh, so they're working on this, which I find very interesting that they're doing an animated movie about Toto, which, I mean, let's face it, you know, people think Toto is cute. And apparently there's a book about Toto, so there there is that. But that was really just... Uh, a nice little appetizer because this is the real, this was the one that kind of caught me off guard. New Line Cinema has hired Nicole Castle from uh, also who also worked on HBO's Watchmen uh, to direct a new adaptation of The Wizard of Oz. Now, not a single outlet out there called this a remake. All of them called it a new adaptation. So it looks like it won't be a remake, although. You know, a lot of people out there are very nitpicky about certain things. And there is more than one Oz book. So, and the whole, you know, like, adapt, like remakes of adaptation, like, it's based off a book. Like, for me, if you adapt a book more than once, that's fine because you're just, you're interpreting it different ways. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a whole other conversation that I don't want to have. But anyway, um, this is not a reboot, <laughs> a remake. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But every outlet that I read said a new adaptation. They were very clear of not trying to call it a remake of The Wizard of Oz. Uh, so there are drafts of the script. And just keep going off the report. There are drafts of the script. Uh, they were written by uh, Darren Nemec, who wrote uh, the Goosebumps movie and Gemini Man, and duo uh, Neil Wilder, Neil Wilder, Waldener, and James uh, or Gavin James. They uh, they wrote the San Andreas two script that's I guess being worked on or. Uh, already finished i don't know but they're working on a san andreas too uh but nobody yet on a, a new writer or if they're going to use or if castle is going to use um cassell is going to use sorry cassell is going to use what they have or she's going to you know again start from scratch either way new lines uh partner studio or parent studio i should say warner brothers owns the rights to wizard of oz so they can use the ruby slippers and such uh i bring that up because it was brought up in the report but also if you remember Sam Raimi directed a prequel in 2013 called Oz Grin Powerful, and there were certain things that they couldn't mention or even use in his movie because of rights issues with different studios. Uh, and for whatever reason, I did not put down what studio it was that Sam Raimi worked, uh, did the, the, the Oz Grin Powerful. 
Um, but there were certain things they couldn't use, like the certain shade of green that the Wicked Witch had. They couldn't, they couldn't use that green, so she had to be a little darker or something close to it. They couldn't mention the ruby slippers. They couldn't mention certain things. So uh, I find that very interesting that, that that's, that's what happened. So uh, Cassell was fundamental in bringing HBO's Watchmen to the screen. Uh, she is also a rather seasoned TV director doing episodes for The Killing, The Leftovers, Better Call Saul, and Westworld. She does have some movie experience. She did direct a movie in 2004 called The Woodsman, if you want to go search that and see if uh, you want to see what she can do on a feature-length basis. But yeah, they're doing a new adaptation of The Wizard of Oz, which I find very which i'm conflicted about because again they're they're not they're not calling it a remake which is kind of worrying me that they're not calling it one but they're, they're doing that uh also the fact that they're not calling it um uh they're not calling it a flat remake and the fact that they're doing one in general is kind of worrying because i love the wizard of oz wizard of oz is right up there on my top favorite movies of all time it's just one of those movies that i w- w- i could watch whenever it's on no matter what part they're in but yeah, there you go. That's that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about this one, guys. I, re- I really don't know how to feel about this one. But, but let's move on because we've got other stuff to get to. The video game adaptation of Borderlands, directed by Eli Roth. Uh, again, just not a, not a fan. Uh, continues to grow is, its cast uh, with the latest additions of Jamie Lee Curtis and Jack Black. Uh, Curtis and Black will now join Kate Blanchett and, other, uh, and the other recently added Kevin Hart from a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago actually uh curtis will play tannis an archaeologist on pandora who might have the key to finding the vault uh the alien vault that everyone's looking for but whose complicated history with lilith lilith i don't know why it's so hard to say lilith played by kate blanchett isn't going to help uh in the games dr patricia tannis was a non-playable character who was uh intrigual in the main storyline in the first game uh and would help the main characters out in the later half of the games uh jack black will voice the character of the sarcastic robot claptrap uh which if you play the games you probably know who he is uh this will act as a reunion of sorts for black curtis and roth uh, or not i'm sorry black uh blanchett and roth uh who all work together in the house with the clock in its walls which is the only movie really that i can firmly say uh i did truly like of eli roth's uh, even though black is just going to be in the recording booth because you know they were on screen but he's going to be voicing the character heart uh if you need a reminder we'll play the character of roland the movie will be written by craig manzine who did hbo's chernobyl and again if you don't know anything about the, the games borderland uh board the borderland games follows a group of vault hunters who are after a legendary vault filled with alien technology and of course they're not the only ones after the vault uh on a secret or not a secret but on a different planet called pandora not avatar pandora just pandora uh so yeah there you go jack black uh jamie lee curtis i just i find it interesting you know when jamie lee curtis was added i was like oh that's interesting and then jack black was added as 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 the robot character i was like okay okay eli roth you you caught my interest on this one not your biggest fan yet but you caught my interest uh, let's move on to another video game adaptation, sort of. Uh, the long and development Dungeons and Dragons movie is getting its cast together, and a rather good one, surprisingly. Uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and Justice Smith have all joined the adaptation that will be directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who directed the comedy movie Game Night, and also uh, wrote the script for the first new Spider-Man movie. Uh, plot details are being kept under wraps for now, but the tone is set to be a cross between Guardians of the Galaxy and pirates of the caribbean which is very interesting two very different movies but well kind of two very different movies but if that's the tone they're going with i'm i'm 
interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, Pine will play a battle-tested hero with Rodriguez playing a fierce warrior and Smith playing a half-elf wizard who lacks confidence in himself but is, quote, funny and lovable. That was how they described the character. Uh, Justice Smith, by the way, if you guys don't know who he is, he was the, the main character in Detective Pikachu. Uh, so that was him. He was also in uh, Jurassic World, the second one. And he will come back for the third one as well. And he's been in a couple of other stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, this is this is pretty cool. Uh, I remember, I remember watching the first Dungeons and Dragons movie and even back in the day, even though I never played Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I knew that movie was not good. Uh, and you should not watch it no matter what you do, uh, no matter the urge you have of watching that old movie, you should not watch it. Uh, but I'm glad they're making this one. I know they've been working on this for a while. Uh, like a long, like a long time. So uh, I'm, I'm glad they're finally getting a cast together. And it's a good cast. I like Pine. I, I think Chris Pine has, you know, has a lot of great talent. And, you know, uh, I know a lot of people have their feelings about him still, too. But uh, there's that. And Michelle Rodriguez playing a fierce warrior, which is pretty much right up her alley. And Justice Smith, uh, depending on, depending on you know, how he plays the character, can be really, you know, can be really, uh, again, like his character is going to be funny and lovable. Or he can be annoying. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll find out how, uh, how that works out. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do another Dungeons and Dragons movie for sure. Judd Apatow is putting together a rather big name cast for his next comedy, which is titled The Bubble which he is directing and co-writing. Pedro Pascal, Karen Gillan, Keegan-Michael Key, David Duchovny, uh, Fred Armisen, Maria Baklava from, um, she was one of the breakout members of, uh, of Borat too. Uh, along with family members, Iris Apatow and Leslie Mann have all joined the comedy, which films next week. The comedy will be about a group of actors and actresses stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel attempting to complete a studio franchise film. Very, very meta. Uh, since... We can expect <laughs> since uh, that is actually happening uh, right now in a lot of places. And the Hollywood Reporter notes that the project takes inspiration from the real-life making of Jurassic World Dominion, which saw the cast uh, in the UK for months during the lockdown with production stopping and restarting several times due to positive COVID tests. Uh, while actual details on what the film is about is uh, is unknown at the moment, Pascal and Gillen will play franchise star will play the franchise stars in the movie, uh, with Mann and David Duchovny uh, playing a once married acting duo now forced to quarantine under the same roof. It should be noted that the, mo- <laughs> the movie has nothing to do with Jurassic World Dominion, so don't expect any weird crossovers. Uh, this is actually kind of cool. I-, I find that kind of funny. Um, the whole menace of it, and if anyone's going to do it. It has to be Judd Apatow, because of course it's going to be Judd Apatow. Uh, but this is a pretty cool cast. This is a pretty great cast. Um, I like the idea that they're <laughs> that they're taking it, you know, the meta approach to it. And I know some people probably find that a little on the nose and maybe a little offensive or whatever. But um, I think this is kind of cool. I, I think they want to do that. I think that's I, th- I think that's pretty cool. All right. Will Smith is set to star in the action thriller Fast and Loose by director David Leach. The movie is being written by John and Eric Hober, who uh, had a hand in writing uh, the movie Red with the one with Bruce Willis and John Malkovich and um, what was in there? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Helen Mirren, that was, I knew there was someone else in there, right? But, uh, and they also had a hand in writing, uh, The Meg. So the movie, Fast and Loose, uh, has Smith's character waking up in Tijuana with no memory after being attacked and left for dead, only to discover that he has been living two different lives. One as a rich and successful crime boss and the other as a broke and lonely CIA agent. The catch is he doesn't know which lifestyle represents his true identity and worse, he's not sure which one he wants to live either. 
Sony, Paramount, MGM, and Warner Brothers are all in the mix to pick up the movie, as well as different streaming services. Will Smith will also produce the movie with his Westbrook Studios banner. Uh, Smith has King Richard coming out, where he plays the father of Venus and Serena Williams, uh, coming out later this year. He's also going to star uh, with Kevin Hart in the remake of Trains, Planes, uh, tr- yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, meanwhile, Leach is currently filming another action thriller, Bullet Train, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, but there's no no word yet on when Fast and Loose will go into production. Uh, this sounds pretty cool. Uh, will Smith, you know, getting back into the action train. I like it. I like it. I do. I do. And David Leach. I mean, you, you know what we can expect in a David Leach movie. Uh, of course, one of the directors of John Wick. Uh, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw, which he released a couple years ago. So that that's that's uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, so speaking of David Leach and Bullet Train, uh, the movie has added Sandra Bullock to its very impressive cast. Um, Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian T. V. Henry, Zazie Beach, Joey King, Logan Learman, Masa Oka, Andrew Co- uh Andrew Koji and Michael Shannon are already set to star in the movie, which is already filming, like I just mentioned. Uh, the movie is based on a Japanese novel titled uh, Maria Beetle, or Maria Beetle, sorry, if you want to go check that out. In the movie, we'll see a group of assassins who begin to realize their contracts are all connected in a nefarious conspiracy. So this is pretty cool. Uh, I like the whole idea of kind of just this kind of contained action thriller it seems like the whole movie will be in a bullet train and if you don't know about bullet trains um you know they're all pretty much all over i don't think they're all over asia but uh there are some in japan and it's a bullet train it takes you from one place to another very very fast uh so it's gonna be really interesting to see all these people in there like i mentioned brad pitt sandra bullock amazingly the first time that they have worked together which is pretty uh rare and again very interesting uh aaron taylor johnson's in there like i mentioned brian siri henry's ozzy beats um so this is this is really cool i i can't wait to see what uh david leach uh has in store for all of us with this one so i'm i'm looking forward to what they do all right so let's move on to the next movie news item paramount pictures has found its director for the originally announced reimagining of the 1997 action movie face off yes the one with nicholas cage and john travolta uh the director for again the originally announced reimagining is adam wingard who has godzilla vs kong coming out uh next month he also directed the movies like you're next blair witch netflix's death note and the guest one of my personal favorites uh wingard will also write the script with his script writing partner simon barrett they are taking over from uh, another writer who had been attached for the movie since paramount got the rights uh to face off last year reports do say that wingard and barrett uh will start from scratch of course uh, the original, like I mentioned, was uh, starred Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. It was directed by John Woo. Uh, John Woo, uh, of course, hard-boiled and, and hard, uh, hard target and a bunch of other great action movies. Um, but I mentioned that the movie was originally reported as a reimagining. But since the initial announcement of Wingard's hiring broke, Wingard and Barrett both went online to the social media, different social media accounts, and came out and said that their face-off movie won't be a remake or reimagining, but will be a sequel, which is really, really cool. Um, I'm that that's that's amazing. Now, obviously, Wingard and Barrett, um, you know, they've directed sequels before, uh, Blair Witch. A few years ago, you know, uh, they kind of hid it from us that it was just going to be another random horror movie, but they announced that at, they announced uh, whatever Comic Con. Uh, that year it was released uh, that it was indeed a <laughs> a sequel uh, to Blair Witch which is really cool so uh, this is really cool I I, I love the first uh, the first I could say first because I'm not gonna say original because again it's a sequel I love the first face-off movie it's 
it's wacky, it's pure 90s cheese, even going back and looking at it, it's still, you know, if you, don't get boggled down by the science, you know, everyone's gonna get boggled down by the science, and and that's fine, but back then, yeah, it was a little weird, I mean, today, maybe that kind of makes a little bit more sense, because we have better technology now, and maybe we, I'm not gonna say that, I was gonna say, maybe we can do it, but I'm not gonna say that, because I don't know anything about the science, but this is really cool, I'm a huge fan of Wingard, I I really do love Wingard, I, I love, uh, the Guest and Your Next, those are two movies that I really love. Um, you know, Blair Witch, it wasn't it wasn't good, it wasn't great. I, I don't know if I blame him though. Uh, and then you had Netflix's Death Note, which again, I don't think I necessarily blame him for that either. But uh, and Godzilla vs Kong looks amazing. Uh, they also did another movie um, together. I think it was called The Horrible Way to Die. And I remember I, I the first thing that I saw them. Um, that I saw from them was your next. So I can't remember if it was, I can't remember. I saw it afterwards cause I heard, cause I really loved your next. And then I saw the guest. I just wanted to see what else they did. And I think, I think the other movie they did, was a horrible way to die, but I saw it years ago. So I, I can't remember how to go back and watch it again, but I do remember liking it when I first saw it. Uh, so this is really cool. A sequel to face off really, really great. I mean, face off itself had a lot of what ifs cause I, I think originally it was supposed to be like uh Sylvester Stallone and someone else. Um, I want to say some other big star, like, I I think I want to say Arnold, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, but yeah, if if you go back in the history of face off, like who was originally supposed to star in that, it wasn't originally Nicolas Cage and, uh, John Travolta. So that's, that's pretty interesting. They, they went with that route and, you know, again, it's, it's just one of those really good cheesy action nineties movies. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend you go watch it. Um, there's no word on what direction they're going to take with this. You know, um, they don't know if they're going to go they're gonna do the man man thing again or maybe they'll go uh with female swaps who knows we'll, we'll we'll have to see what they do with that but i'm looking forward to this i really am all right uh and this is the last movie news item at least at the time of this recording and it's a big one uh or kind of a big one uh the futures of f9 and black widow may have been answered this week at least for now <laughs> obviously with the pandemic going on but if the report from variety is to believe these are the answers to those two big movies and variety obviously is a very big outlet and a very trusted outlet so it, we got to you know obviously take them for what they say uh, according to the outlet both futures uh of those movies or the future of those both movies uh is theater runs uh, we'll start off with Universal because it's the smaller one, um, or at least the more quick to the point one. Uh, Universal uh, says the studio is committed to releasing F9 in theaters. Now, that's not too surprising considering that Fast and the Furious franchise makes a lot of money for the studio, makes a lot of money for uh, everywhere else. Um, but uh, with that mindset, if theaters don't open by Memorial Day weekend, which is when this movie is supposed to come out, uh, they may have to push the movie back yet again. Of course, they already pushed it back from last year to this year. They push it back again. It's just, you know, more more of the same of what we've been um, been you know, seeing and, and been talking about. So let's move on to Black Widow, which is obviously the more talked about one, uh, because that was supposed to also come out last year, but obviously they, they got pushed back and it now sits, uh, to come out this summer as well in, in May, once again. Uh, so it would be a whole year. Uh, the big difference between this and F9 for the most part is that Disney has Disney plus now universal can technically release F9 on Peacock, but no one sees that happening because, Let's let's face it, they don't want to do that. And they already said they're not going to do that. Uh, Disney already released Mulan on the streaming platform uh, through their premier access uh, you know, service they have, which is like, what, 30 bucks? I think they'll also be doing that with uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is supposed to come out this year as well. So I think they're going to be doing it, 
doing it with that. If they follow that same plan, then they'll probably be releasing the movie later this uh, later this year uh, free. So if you don't want to pay the thirty bucks and save yourself the money, then you can wait uh, a little bit. But uh, they also released Onward, which um, when the pandemic started last year was supposed to come out around that time when everything started shutting down and they pretty much released onward on the streaming platform uh they also released uh soul pixar soul last year as well around christmas time so a lot of fans just want disney to release black widow on the platform on disney plus uh but we've been hearing you know from multiple reports you know since the delays and everything that disney pretty much was committed to releasing the movie in theaters they said that the movie would be coming out in theaters no matter what and one of those people who uh is committed to the theater release is kevin feige aka marvel studios president and chief creative officer uh in fact variety reports that feige is against a plan that disney may want to do with black widow and that is the hybrid release now the hybrid release is basically what warner brothers is doing with their movies releasing them in theaters and hbo max on the same day now of course hbo or of course warner brothers releases the movie on hbo max but they have a 30 day time slot so uh once those 30 days are over, they really, they take it down from the streaming platform and presumably will put it back in the platform sometime later uh, within the year or, you know, somewhere down the line. Feige doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do the hybrid release. At the end of the day, though, Feige does still work for Disney. And if Disney wants to finally release Black Widow on Disney+, Plus, they could. And Feige won't have, you know, doesn't have much to say. But f- from reports and that we've seen, Feige is very well liked. Uh, within uh, the the Disney higher ups, and he probably has a little bit of sway there. So, it could, at the end of the day, come down to one thing, and the one thing that keeps Hollywood spinning, even though people don't believe it. Although some people do believe it, others just choose not to. Money. Uh, that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, we'll find out soon because Variety reports that Disney has three to four weeks to decide what to do with Black Widow. Of course, Black Widow, like I mentioned, has a May release date, so they have you know. Uh, three to four weeks to decide if they want to do that uh, presumably for like marketing material and and you know quarter releases and stuff like that uh this could affect in a lot of ways marvel's other movies that are coming out this year of course they have shang chi and the ten rings coming out in july eternals comes out in november and sony has the third spider-man movie coming out in december um or eternals comes out in november spider-man comes out in december uh so this is huge um You know, obviously, like I mentioned, a lot of people, a lot of fans just want the movie to come out. A lot of fans just want the movie to come out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I know because I have some friends who who just want to see Black Widow uh, overall and that they have to do it on Disney+. And they will do it on Disney+. Plus. This is, you know, this is big. You know, we're still in the pandemic. You know, people are, are, the vaccines are finally starting to roll out. Uh, I'll admit, I got my COVID shot. I don't know if I announced it on here on the podcast, I got my first dose um, early, uh, last month. So I'll be getting my, or a couple weeks ago. So I'll be getting my second dose uh, next week. And I mean, that doesn't make me immune. I know that, <laughs> you know, I'm still going to be wearing my mask. I'm still going to be careful, but you know, not everyone has their COVID shots. And then on top of that, a lot of theaters still aren't open. So Obviously, it doesn't matter if the movie comes out in May if there's no movie theaters open to 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 show them. Do I think the hybrid release is is a good method? I mean, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, if you look at um, what Warner Brothers is doing, you know, they've uh, 
they had uh, the little things come out. They have Judah and the back, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah coming out this week. If there's not, like I mentioned, there's not movie theaters open, then it doesn't matter if there's a hybrid release because in the most part, it's not a hybrid release. It's just a streaming service release. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, with F9, you know, they already pushed it back once. They were, and, and with Blackwater, they pushed both these movies back. These are big movies. These are big tentpole franchise movies that will earn the studio a lot of money. And if they release those movies in a streaming service or even on VOD, they're losing a lot of that money because some of that money, you know, you know, not everyone's going to want to pay, you know, however much 30 bucks or whatever to watch a movie at home. Even some people will, obviously, some people have already said they they're okay with it. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there like Kevin Feige and even myself who want to go watch a movie in theaters. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I want to watch a movie in theaters. I miss going back to the movie theater. I really do. I love the theater experience. I love sitting in a dark room, uh, watching a movie on a big on a on a big ass screen with the surround sound system super loud. I miss that. I do. And uh, if I had the ch- if if you give me the choice to watch Black Widow safely in a movie theater or the option of watching it at home, I'm gonna pick a movie theater every time. I mean, maybe I'll watch it, you know, I'll watch Black Widow maybe the second time, maybe, maybe even the third time at home. But if you're asking, if you're, if you're going to give me the choice, guaranteeing my safety, going to a movie theater and watching Fast and the Furious 9 and watching Black Widow, if you can guarantee me my safety in a movie theater, I'm going to go watch those in a movie theater for the first time. That, that is an easy choice for me to make. Uh, and then I mean, that's just me, you know, maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't, I don't know. Um how you guys feel about that but that's how i feel so <clears throat> excuse me so um yeah i don't know i don't know what's going to happen with uh with everything that's going on but uh there you go Th- those are reports fast nine or f9 i should say and um black widow are committed to a theater release obviously we'll find out in about three to four weeks or maybe even sooner uh what disney and marvel will do with black widow if Whatever it is, I'm sure fans will have a lot of opinions on it. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, that is it. That is all the movie news I have for you guys, at least at least at the time in this recording. Uh, so bear with me if anything else comes out. If anything big comes out after the podcast goes up, obviously I will put it up on the Twitter page. I will probably also put it up on the Instagram page because we have an Instagram page Instagram page now. Um, so go check out all the links that are down below in the description slash show notes area. Uh, links to everything. Like I mentioned, the Twitter page, the Instagram page. We also have um, the links to the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. We're on YouTube. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. And um, what else is down there? A bunch of other stuff is down there as well. All, all the links to the trailers that came out this week and, of course, the Super Bowl trailers. If you haven't watched those yet, I'll put those down below for you guys as well if you want to watch them all over again. Uh, but, yeah. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I very much appreciate it. Uh, let me know what your favorite movie news item of the week was. What's uh, what's maybe what your opinions are on certain things. So, yeah. All right, guys. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. I very much appreciate it. Be sure if you go out to wear your mask. Keep uh, keep a safe distance. Be good people. Uh, don't don't you know, don't don't attack anybody. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now. And, you know, the whole uh, there, there is this thing that I, I'm not a lot of people are talking about, but I've seen online, um, you know, there's a, a rising attacks on the Asian community and even, you know, you don't have to be Asian to be supportive of this cause. So just be aware of stuff. Um, do your own research if you want, 
But uh, just be good people, guys. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to be a good person. It really isn't. Uh, All right. That's it. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Be good people. And as always, go watch some movies. Yeah. Give it up. Movies.